I'm reading 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I have nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Do you ever get impatient? No, not not you, you know, that, that person you know. You know, next time you see that friend, that, that impatient friend, tell them about Walter Shane. Walter Shane, who lives in Alaska on St. Paul Island in Bering Sea. Because Walter often gets an urge for pizza. And when he gets an urge, he calls in an order and waits patiently three or four days if the weather is good. If the weather is bad, we're talking five, six days, and he waits, Walter does, patiently. And it's Aleutian Airways. They actually put the pizza in the airline and they take it to him. And apparently it's the, the pilot who actually delivers the pizza to Walter. And there's a wonderful quote from that pilot. And he said this, he said, some things seem awfully slow until you walk and talk with Walter. Patient Walter. It's tough to be patient sometimes. It's, it's even hard to be patient with God sometimes if we're really, you know, if we're really honest about it. 19th century wonderful pastor uh, was Bishop of Massachusetts, uh, Phillips Brooks. Wonderful man, but sometimes he got impatient. And one time one of his colleagues came into his office and he just saw uh, Phillips Brooks, Dr. Brooks, just pacing back and forth and stomping his feet. And he said he looked like a caged lion. And he said, what's troubling you? What's your trouble, Dr. Brooks? And Dr. Brooks said, my trouble is I'm in a hurry and God isn't. We've all been there, haven't we? You know, the New Testament Greek word for patient is makrothumia. And it literally means take a long time to boil. <laughs> That's really what it means. Take a long time to boil. And I think when we want to rant at God, that's a good thing to think about. I think God can take it, but we need to think about that. In fact, I, I'm convinced that right now God is more concerned about how we are patient with each other. I mean, we're in this incredible time of transition in the world. And we need to show extravagant patience with each other because we're at some point, we don't know when exactly it's going to be, but at some point there's going to be a significant transition out of this phase. And, and we really don't know exactly when it's going to be and how it's going to be. And people are going to transition 
uh, in different paces. People are going to be across the spectrum as to when they want to transition. Some are going to just want to jump out immediately, quickly, probably too quickly, some. Others are going to want to take it very, very slow, very slow. And we're going to have to be patient with each other. We're going to disagree on different things, but we can agree to disagree and just show God giving grace to one another and love to one another and, yes, patience with one another. Let's look at our text for this morning. Again, it's 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. And let's read this. You know it's about love. And we're going to read it in the NIV. You know how much I love the NLT, at least the Brookwood people know. But the NIV captures it better. It says this, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging symbol. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I have all possesses to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I have nothing. And then you get to verse 4, and it's interesting. It's a set of attributes that you have to develop to really become a compassionate grace-giving, loving person. It's some vital building blocks that you have to have and just build up to become the person that God wants you to be. And the very first one is what? Love is patient. That's the first block right there. That's the foundation. We need to remember that. To be a true Christian person of love is to show patience. And and I was thinking, you know, what does it really mean? How, how do I, what's a way that I can love the way God wants me to love? And how do I develop that? How do I develop my patience? Well, we need to remember how patient God has been with you and me, <laughs> how patient he has been for so long with you and with me. Second Peter says, let's see, Second Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. I remember when Martin Luther, I remember reading this, and Martin Luther once said, If I were God and the world treated me the way they treated him, I would kick the wretched thing to pieces. But look at what Paul says in Romans 2, 4. Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? Now I'm going to give it over to my dear friend, Pastor Ralph Garth, to talk about God and his patience with you and me and Ralph. Take it over, Ralph. Thank you, Jim. And hello to all of my brothers and sisters in Christ at Brookwood. Jim, I've uh, been meditating on that here in my office here at home. The question you asked me, how I see God's patience toward me and everyone else. 
And the thing that I came up with about God's patience was that he patiently waited on me. Uh, I can remember uh, uh, years ago when I used to say, I'm going to church and uh, I want to change my life. And I kept on saying this for years and years and years afterward. And one day I found it because of his patience, it brought me to a place of repentance. I believe myself that his patience brings forth repentance. God said that he's not willing for any to perish, but they all come into the knowledge of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I can also remember uh, that we had a home over in the Avondale area uh, when we first started out. And uh, I would go there to do meetings. And going to Avondale, there's a train track there. And every time I would get uh, go over that way, the train would be there. So I would have to bag out and go around about five or six blocks down the street to go around the train. But this particular day, I went there and I got blocked in. So I couldn't go nowhere. There was cars behind me and then it was on the side of me. So I had to sit there and wait till the trains passed by. So as I crossed the track and I, uh, it came to me, God was working patient in me. So I believe and what I see that God also He's patient with us, and he also working patient in us also. So the thing is, there are some things that may be in our life that God is after, uh, some habits that we have. And God, instead of him destroying us, God patiently wait and bring us to a place of repentance. Uh, I'm so grateful for the message of the Old Testament, how patient God was. He was patient with Adam and Eve, and he was patient with the people that Noah went to preach to. And uh, today, uh, he was patient with us because of what we see in this world going on now, God can destroy it. He can destroy this whole world. But he's patiently waiting to all men come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So I just want to thank you, for Jim, for this message today. I want to thank you for making us mindful of God's patience. Thank you all, and have a blessed day. Thank you, Ralph. And you got me laughing, man, because I don't know how many times I've been driving in Avondale, and I get to the tracks, and the trains are always there, and I'm always thinking, take a long time to boil. <laughs> it was great. I, I, I'm, I've been with you, and that's a perfect picture of what we need to do to remember how much God has been so patient with every one of us. So thank you, my friend. Well, this is the time we get to uh, the communion, uh, the Lord's Supper. So take a minute and get your bread, whatever you might have, and, and your cup. And uh, while you're doing that, let me just mention my favorite word for what we're doing is is from our brothers and sisters who are Catholic, and they call it the Eucharist. And it's a beautiful word, you know, you, the, the, the prefix means good. Like when you do a, a, a eulogy uh, at a memorial service, eulogy literally means a good word, good word. And, and so it's good. And then the, uh, the charis part, uh, Eucharist, charis is where you get words like cherish, or charisma, uh, words like that that are just beautiful. 
And, and literally what it means is giving thanks for the great gift. That's what it means. And this is an incredible gift, uh, the, the bread and the, and the drink. And, and we are so blessed to all be experiencing this now. So I'm going to read uh, from 1 Corinthians 11, since we've been in 1 Corinthians. And Paul writes this, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the cup, and he passed it to his disciples. And he said, this is the new covenant of my blood. He said, when you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Drink all of it. You know, a few minutes ago, I talked about uncertainties. But let's not forget the certainties. And the very best certainties you can find in the Apostles' Creed. And so I invite you to join me in reciting the Apostles' Creed. We're going to use the Church of England Common Worship version. So if you would join me. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And a certain Amen.